Well, hello. Thank you once again, AG. Ooh, this, this music is spooky. We should just keep this soundtrack on. Hello, everyone. This is your host, Too Clever Mafia. Getting a little sidetracked by the audio there. You are listening to the Too Clever Mafia podcast, and this is going to be our trick-or-treat Halloween edition. And uh, is it, it is a special edition, AJ, yes. I'm going to call it a special edition because everything we do is special here at the Duke Clever Mafia podcast. And we are, uh, yeah, let's keep that soundtrack going throughout this whole segment. How's that? This is this is some good stuff you got here. I don't know. This is the AJ spooky sound mix. Okay. And we'll see how long you can keep it lasting. Keep it in the, keep it in the background. Nice and, nice and low. Gives it a little bit of ambiance. A little Halloween spookiness to our show. And hello, everyone. Hello, listeners. Uh, once again, I am your host, Too Clever Mafia, and this is the Halloween episode. And well, we're gonna start. Uh, we're gonna jump right into this one, AJ. How about that? We're gonna jump right in. And so, what is Halloween? Well, it, it's obviously a tradition, and it started, uh, I think, back with the ancient. Uh, the, the, it was an ancient Celtic festival. Uh, I, I can never say the word, but it was uh, Samhain. Am I saying that right, AJ? When people would light bonfires and wear costumes to ward off the quote-unquote ghosts over time. And Halloween kind of evolved into a day of activities like trick-or-treating and carving jack-o'-lanterns and festive gatherings, downing uh, the um, uh, costumes and eating treats and your chocolates and your Twix bars and your Snickers and all that fun. Reese's peanut butter cups, can't forget about that, my favorite. And... Um, but there are some people that typically do not celebrate Halloween for one reason or another. And, you know, Jehovah's Witnesses, for example, they don't celebrate any holidays or even birthdays. You know, some Christians, some Christians believe that the holiday is associated with, with Satanism and, uh, or, or, or paganism. And so they just are against celebrating it. I know last year I took my grandkids around to get some candy and somebody had a sign on their door that says, we do not participate in this pagan holiday. And I'm thinking to myself, wow, how many eggs are going to get smashed on this guy's front door? But uh, I don't know. Anyway, uh, Orthodox Jews, they don't celebrate Halloween due to its origins in, as a Christian holiday. So, uh, you know, and other Jews may or may not celebrate it. Uh, it really, uh, it, I guess it's an option, right? But, um, and did you know, AJ, this is a did you know fact with this spooky theme music playing. But did you know that one quarter of all the candy sold um, for the entire year in the U.S. is purchased for Halloween? And I don't know, because I mean, I eat a lot of candy now and then, but but uh, yeah, 25% of the candy that is sold for the year is sold for Halloween. Uh, you know, and uh, that's that's a huge, probably a billion dollar industry, I'm sure. But And um, something I also, I, I another interesting fact, and... AJ can attest to this with his his pets, but uh, millennials are buying more and more costumes for their pets. And back in uh, th this this was from 2017, but uh, it was about 16 percent bought costumes for their pets, and now it's upwards of like 35 percent of millennials buy costumes for their pets. And that's neat. No, I, I don't mind that. You gotta. Uh, uh, costume, uh, your pet in Halloween costume. Definitely hit us up on the uh, Instagram or the Facebook and tag us at, at the Two Clever Mafia. And what is it? It's hashtag Two Clever Mafia. And we would love to uh, see the 
pictures of your pooches and your cats and uh, I guess if you have other animals, turtles, bears, all that kind of stuff. I don't know if you have a pet bear, but although we did do a When Bears Attack episode, you can check that out if you uh, trying to stay healthy and safe away from bears. Anyway, so Colonial Halloween Festivals, let's get back into this. Um, they also featured uh, the telling of ghost stories, like we were saying earlier, and uh, all kinds of mischief all kinds uh you know we we talked earlier about tp and houses in the last segment and egg throwing and all that stuff and pumpkin smashing but by the middle of the 19th century um the annual autumn festivals were common but uh halloween was not yet celebrated everywhere in the country in the united states but then the second half of the 19th century america was flooded with new immig immigrants and these new immigrants especially uh millions of irish uh you know, fleeing the, the Irish potato famine helped popularize and uh, the celebration of Halloween nationally as they, they, they came into this country. So if uh, you wouldn't really associate the uh, the Irish with uh, with Halloween, but, but it's true. It's true. So, and uh, like I promised in the earlier segment, we've got some, some really lesser known rituals from Halloween. Not sure if everybody's aware, but we have... Uh, you know what what traditions and beliefs that uh today's trick-or-treaters pretty much have forgotten all about many of the 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 obsolete rituals if you want to call it that focused on on uh on the future instead of the past you know and and, and the living instead of uh, instead of the dead and the spookiness of, of of halloween and in particular uh many had to do with uh helping young women identify their future husband believe it or not, and reassuring them that uh, that they would someday, with the luck, hopefully by next Halloween, be married. And in the 18th century Ireland, again, this may have had to do with a lot of the immigrants coming to this, the United States from Ireland, uh, a matchmaking cook uh, might bury a ring uh, in her mashed potatoes and uh, on Halloween night, hoping to bring true love to the dinner. Whoever found the ring so, yeah, and over in Scotland, yeah, I know, AJ, this, this is pretty interesting. Right over in Scotland, uh, fortune tellers used to um, recommend that an eligible young woman named uh, a hazelnut for each, and I like hazelnut coffee, but for each of her suitors, she named a hazelnut and then tossed the nut into the fireplace. And the nut that burned to ashes rather than popping or exploding, which probably was kind of dangerous back then, and as the story went, uh, represented the girl's future husband. So based upon tossing the, the, the hazelnut into the fireplace, so it, whatever one uh, exploded, I guess, was the husband. I don't know if the legend is true. And and uh, some versions of the legend, obviously, the opposite was true. The nut that burned away symbolized uh, a, a, a loved one or a love that would not last. So another tale I have for you here is if a young woman ate... Uh, sugary uh, a sugary concoction made of walnuts, hazelnut, and nutmeg uh, before bed on Halloween. She, uh, that night, would have a dream about her future husband. And, uh, yeah, a lot of, lot of, lot of history around uh, women back with, in Halloween and, and, you know, the way that they approached the, the, the whole culture back then. Young women tossed apple peels over their shoulder at one point hoping that the peels would fall on the floor. <laughs> Sounds silly, but fall on the floor and 
in, in the shape of their future husband's initials, right? And uh, they, they would try to learn about the future by peering at egg yolks floating in the bowl of water and, and stood, this is all kind of crazy stuff, right? And stood in front of mirrors and darkened rooms holding candles and looking over their shoulder to see if they could see their husband's faces. Now, and I tell you what, if I was standing there, AJ, AJ's kind of biting his nails over there in the sound booth, but if I was standing there and I was holding a candle in a dark room looking into a mirror and someone's head appeared over my shoulder, I would I, I, I would probably scream. I would probably scream. Um, I, I'd run out of that room screaming. I don't know. I wouldn't be there to begin with, but if that was the case, I'd run out of there screaming, that's for sure. And, uh, you know, then there's other rituals, obviously. They were more competitive and some at, at some Halloween parties and the, the, the first guest would uh, to find a, a, a burr on a chest, chestnut hunt would uh, be the first to marry. A lot of marriage things going on around Halloween. A lot of, a lot of, a lot of people, and people, some people really enjoy this holiday. They decorate and it's one of their favorite holidays. And, and so there is kind of a, uh, a, a romance, I guess you can say, right? Sur- uh, surrounding the holiday, if you look at it from that, from that angle, and what you know what happened back then, but um, you know, others, uh, the first successful apple bobber. We used to go bobbing for apples. You listen to the old podcast we we have about when I used to bob for apples when I was a kid, uh, back in the season zero archives on YouTube and. It's probably still on Apple and all the other podcasts. It's, it's way down there, though, but it's full. I think it's called Bobbing for Apples or something. I don't know. And we'll, we'll, we'll post it in a link. But um, the first successful apple bobber would be the first down the aisle. So once again, marriage, you know, Halloween was a big day for, for uh, uh, prospective, uh, prospective brides. So, um, you know, a lot of, lot of unknown history behind Halloween and... Uh, definitely something worth looking into if you if you got some time on your hands to really learn where it came from and you know the history of trick-or-treating though I, and this is something aj brought up in the late 1800s there was a, a move uh in america to mold halloween right and uh yeah this is right around my 20th birthday when this happened no there was a move to mold america into a holiday that was more about community and more uh, of kind of a neighborly get together than than all about ghosts and pranks and, and the witchcraft that previously surrounded it. And at the turn of the century, Halloween parties for both children and adults became the most common way to celebrate the day. So parties which would focus on games and have plenty of food and 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 it would be the season of, of festive costumes and and all of that. So parents were encouraged by the newspapers back then because we didn't have the internet and community leaders to, to take anything frightening or, or grotesque out to, to get it out of Halloween, just to, to throw it out. Uh, you know, they wanted to kind of market this in a better way. And, uh, you know, because of these efforts, Halloween has lost most of its, the superstitions that I was talking about earlier and the, the religious kind of overtone by, you know, the beginning of the 20th century was gone for the most part. It's still kind of, still kind of around a little bit. Right. So, then, then the, the Halloween parties started, right? So by the 1920s and 1930s in the U.S., Halloween has become a, a secular but, uh, but community-centered holiday. You know, like uh, like I was talking earlier on my podcast about uh, trunk or treat. Some communities never even heard of it. Other ones do it all the time. Some don't do it at all. So, but uh, with, with they would some some communities have parades and, and town-wide Halloween parties and 
and uh, you know, and, and featured entertainment, all kinds of featured, you know, fun entertainment. Despite the best efforts, however, of many of the schools and communities, vandalism began to plague some of the celebrations in many of the communities during this time in the 1920s and 30s. So they had to kind of change that a little bit, right? Because even today you have mischief night, you know. Today is mischief night, the 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 the, the night before Halloween. All Hallows Eve, right? And uh, yeah, you never heard that, AJ? Yeah, that, I think that's what it used to be called back in the day, back in my day. But uh, so they had to work on the vandalism part. But by the 1950s, town leaders had successfully limited the, those vandalisms, and the, the Halloween had evolved into a holiday directed mainly at at the young, which makes sense, right? Some of us never get old, but. It was directed to the young, and then due to the high number of young children in the 50s, and, you know, this country was flooded with, with babies, and the baby boom generation, I guess you can call it, parties moved from, from the town center, civic centers they used to have them in, and in, into the classroom or the home, where they everybody could be more easily accommodated. And between the 20s and 50s, I'd have to say, the centuries, it was a centuries-old practice uh, of, of the trick-or-treating was also kind of... Uh, revived i guess because trick-or-treating was a relatively inexpensive way for an entire community to share the halloween celebration and kind of get together get out and get to know your neighbor and all that kind of fun stuff and you know in theory families could also prevent trick tricks being played on them by providing the neighborhood children with some more treats so that's kind of where it came from where it was uh, you know give me a treat or i'm gonna hit you in the head with an egg so it was kind of a, a, a strong arm tactic i'm thinking I'm, 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 that's what it's looking like here. So, thus, a new American tradition ended up being born, and uh, it just continued to grow. Halloween just continued to grow from the 50s on, and in today's, they say, Americans spend at least $6 billion annually on Halloween. $6 billion with a B. Wow. On Halloween. And then it really it makes it that the country's second largest commercial holiday after christmas that's why uh you know in august we start seeing pumpkins for sale because they want to get this money out they want to make that money as quick as possible right they want to just get that money in the door and out you know in in the front door out the back door so to speak and then think of all the money that halloween has made over the years right aj you have um uh all the halloween movies and that all we did a little poll. We did a little poll on, uh, was it Twitter? Yeah, we did a little poll on Twitter. And we wanted to, like, kind of uh, get some of the top Halloween movies and see what everybody liked out there. And uh, speaking of the commercial success of Halloween, uh, the, most of the Halloween movies that come out, they end up being big box office hits. And, you know, you got real classics out there. You, you have, like, uh, movies, well, obviously the Halloween franchise who, who was in that was that michael myers the guy with the white mask yeah that started back in 78 john carpenter uh jamie lee curtis nick castle a couple of other people were in there not halloween it was a young boy about a young boy named you, you don't watch it you never see that yeah it was about a young boy his name was michael myers like i said and he um i think the premise was he murdered his sister uh, and was sent to jail and then he escaped as a teen and he on Halloween night and then he seeks out his old home and a new target every every year or something I don't know but 
those movies, I think he, they 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 just got crazy after a while. But it was considered a, a um, classic horror film. Yeah, Halloween is considered a classic horror film film now, and uh, got that spooky soundtrack. And uh, eleven other movies have been made in the Halloween franchise, and uh, kind of inspired movies like Scream. See Scream and Nightmare on Elm Street with uh, Freddy Krueger. You got uh, Friday the 13th with uh, Jason. Jason Voorhees running around with the hockey mask on. And uh, uh, there was uh, a new Halloween that came out, I think 2018, a, kind of a revival. Then uh, there's uh, some kind of more family-friendly Halloween movies that are out there. Uh, Hocus Pocus, uh, The Nightmare Before Christmas. But that movie kind of spooks, freaks me out. I watched that with the grandkids. I don't want to watch that. And... Uh, I don't know. Like I'm kind of doing with that one. Beetlejuice is also on the list, but Beetlejuice is I don't know Halloween movie maybe. Kind of, I don't know. And then uh, the Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown. That was always a, that was always a hot one back in then. Every year you watch that over, and he he always uh, they were looking for the Great Pumpkin. You ever watch that? Yeah, I never really was a big fan of the Charlie Brown franchise. I kind of found it kind of boring. You know, there was some funny things in there. Where was it? Uh, Lucy with the blue dress would hold the football for Charlie, and Charlie would go kick it. I think it was Charlie, right? Yeah, he would go try to kick the football, and uh, she'd move it. It's kind of a bully tactic. I don't know. Uh, I found it amusing back then, but now looking at it as an adult, I'm thinking, you know, hey, uh, that wasn't the nicest thing to do, you know? So, so that's, uh, hopefully you learned a thing or two about Halloween, AJ, and uh, any of the mafians out there, anybody uh, really looking to, uh, to, brush up on their Halloween knowledge before uh, before our election. We're going to have a real scary election next week. Right, AJ? Yeah. Yeah, the presidential election is uh, next week, and folks, I got to tell you, it's scary. We're, we're going to probably do a special episode, you know, an actual special episode, uh, probably uh, the, the Wednesday following the election, but I, I don't know. I yeah, What do you think, AJ? You think it's going to be decided? No, I don't know. We'll see who wins. Um, We'll see who wins, and, uh, you know, America will keep going strong as usual, no matter who wins, but we definitely will, uh, it's going to be interesting, I'll tell you that much. There's all kinds, you know, and every, every news station says their 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 candidate's going to win, and it's a shame we talked about the news, but the news shouldn't have a candidate, but they do, they do. There's not much anybody, any of us can do about it. All we can do is, um, you know, go out, cast our votes. Hey, did you vote yet, AJ? Oh, you did? Okay, yeah, so did I. Yeah, so did I. I, I dropped, uh, I, I, I filled out the little, I got a little mail-in ballot, and I filled it out, and then I uh, dropped it off at the town square and uh, in, in the middle of town, and um, I don't know what the big deal is about whether you vote in person or you vote by mail, as long as your, your vote's going to be counted, but uh, I don't know. I guess some folks say they have to wait hours just to drop off the actual... Um, Ballot ballots, right? Yeah, some some folks say they have to drop off. They wait hours just to drop off the ballots in the box, and because they're not letting people vote in person. I said, "Wow, I, where was that?" And I was looking. Uh, I think it was like Ohio and some some states. And if you have, uh, um, you know, you live in one of those states, that, that's that's tough. That's tough. I mean, can you just drop it in a regular mailbox, or you got to drop it in the? Uh, I don't know. I think it's different everywhere you go, right? I got a, a couple more things to talk about. We're going to take a short break. And don't forget to, uh, you know, if you do anything, folks, like I said before, just uh, 
like and subscribe be a listener whatever podcast you're listening to if you like what we do here we love to we love what we do and uh, it really helps us a lot if you just go and you uh, you subscribe or, or like or follow us on that podcast service that you're listening to whether it's apple google spotify wherever uh and you can follow us on social media when we do our special episodes to get to be first in to know uh follow us over on youtube uh we, we kind of go all over the place between YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. So, you know, follow us on all of them and set up the alerts so that way you get whatever notifications when we send out the, uh, the special episodes. Because I think we're going to start doing the uh, two episodes a week, AJ. I know. I'm not paying anything extra, but I think we're going to start doing uh, maybe a midweek, maybe a, after the election probably, but a midweek and then a, a Friday. Like, I kind of like this two episode a week thing that we did. Uh, you will uh, take a short break and we will be right back after this brief message it's gonna be a long one aj make it make it a short one all right we'll be right back after this short break 